Hey there, thank you for tuning in to the One Organized Mama podcast. My name is Janelle, and I am One Organized Mama. Episode 70. On this episode, I have a very special guest, Leighton Greer with Simply Put RVA in Richmond, Virginia. Now, I met Leighton through the one-on-one coaching that I offer. So if you're not familiar with what I offer, I'll give you guys just a little bit of info on that because I've really met some wonderful professional organizers across the nation. And when I've gone into some of these coaching sessions, I've learned a lot from them. I think that they have some of the most brilliant ideas and most wonderful perspectives when it comes to professional organizing. And Leighton was certainly somebody that stood out. So we're doing this podcast pretty early in the morning. So she's on the East Coast. I'm on the West Coast. So forgive me because my voice is still kind of waking up this morning. But real quick, go ahead and say hi, Leighton, to the audience. Good morning. (laughs) All right. And thank you so much for joining me. So let me talk about first the one-on-one coaching real quick. So from time to time, I will offer one-on-one coaching services, whether you're a professional organizer or you just need a little help with organizing or time management. I do have online courses on my website, but like I said, sometimes I know a lot of you guys reach out to me in DMs and emails and I wish I could get to everybody, and but the more requests that I get, it's more and more difficult to do that. So what I'll do from time to time, like I said, is offer a one-on-one coaching session with me. You can do two 30-minute sessions or one full hour. It's up to you. And there's a link to it on my website. So I've been offering this for almost two years now, sort of on and off. Um, and like I said, I am... I'm so surprised and I'm so flattered by the amount of professional organizers that reach out to me and that are starting their businesses. And like I said, I also learn from them and am inspired and think that they have such wonderful ideas. And that was certainly the case when Leighton reached out for a one-on-one coaching session. So as we got into it, I really thought, my gosh, you need to be a guest on the podcast. So I'm going to start with a little introduction and let Leighton jump in here, introduce herself and tell us a little bit about who she is, where she lives and a little bit about her background. So Leighton, who are you? Where do you live? And give us a little short uh, bio on you. Okay. So my name is Leighton Greer and I live in Richmond, Virginia. I've lived here for 30 plus years. Um, and my business that I'm called, it's called Simply Put RVA because RVA also stands for Richmond, Virginia, but I wanted to put a little play on that. So I also call it renew, <clears throat> excuse me, renewed vitality at home. So there's the RVA for that. So I had some business cards made and um, I've gotten lots of compliments on them. I'm also a yoga teacher, so it has kind of a Zen look to it. It's a nice turquoise color with some gold print and um, they're shaped like little bar coasters. So um, they have been fun to hand out and put in stores, but a little bit about me. Um, so I'm at the end of my career, my, my real career, you might call it as an elementary school counselor. This is my 30th year and I certainly have enjoyed this career um, for many reasons. I love children, but also it has allowed me 
to have the summers off, some vacations that the normal jobs don't allow for. And it's allowed me to pursue some other um, interests that I've had. So about 30 years ago, right when it started, I inherited my father's very nice camera. And so I took a class and fell in love with photography. And so I started doing photography and I turned that into a business and I did lots of weddings and portraits. And I still do some of that. That's not my main thing, but um, certainly that happens now and then. And then um, I maybe 10, 15 years later, I got into yoga. And so because I have the time, I was able to do trainings. And so I teach probably five or six hours of yoga a week um, after school on the weekends. Um, I really enjoy that for myself, but also it's nice to give that to others. And then the organizing piece, um, gosh, I've been doing that since I was a little girl. Just a little funny side note. When I was little, I used to ask my mom if I could clean out the garage on Saturday for fun. <laughs> so, you know, that's kind of telling right there that um, this is something that's been in my blood and it, it's been passionate about it for a long time. And I have sort of a, a reputation, you might say, with my friends and family um, to organize. So they've asked me over the years to help them out. And I certainly have enjoyed it. Um, That's so, awesome. Yeah. And I, I love the fact because you are so typical of so many professional organizers that are multi-passionate. And I think a lot of times people, especially in small business, they think, you know, a lot of other uh, coaches out there and stuff are like, you know, you have to just focus on this one thing and in order to make it work. And you're sort of proof of that, that you can still have a full-time job, a very full life, and you can still go and follow the, the different passions that you have that can be very different from each other. But let's talk about the professional organizing, because I love the fact that, like, as we talked through the coaching sessions, you really talked about, um, you know, your perspective as a school counselor, for instance, so what really inspired you to really kind of decide, you know, hey, instead of just helping like friends and family, like I actually want to kind of make this into a business. Like what was it that inspired you to do that? Well, because when I do it, I really come, come alive. I mean, I just feel so energized when I do it. And, you know, friends and family would say, oh, my gosh, it's, you know, how do you do that? They get almost scared to see the mess. And it doesn't scare me at all. It almost inspires me to want to just get in there and start, you know, pulling things out. Um, but I will say, as I mentioned, this is my 30th year as a school counselor. So next year will be my last year and I'm retiring, which feels great. Um, and I'm still relatively young. So yes. I thought, you know, I want to be I want to have some little side hustles, as we call them, on the side that can sort of supplement my retirement um, and also give me something to do and something that I'm passionate about. So um, when I, about a couple, maybe two years ago, you know, the whole Marie Kondo thing was happening yep. and the um, home edit girls, which I've joked about. I mean, I love their stuff. I love all yes. the, the organizing or what the um, container store came to Richmond last year. So I was so excited. I said, that's going to be like me going to Disney world. Um, <laughs> and I had spent many many a time there the I think the workers that um the people who work there they're like oh she's back <laughs> here she is again um so that's been fun to you know learn more about that and just have the the luxury of those nice containers I mean Target's good too but the container store is like you know the boutique of um bins right. it's like the mecca 
of yeah. organizing yeah. products. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that, but I also don't want that to intimidate people and make mm-hmm. them feel like they have to go out and spend hundreds of dollars on containers because I've had clients who want that and I'm happy to go spend their money um, and make it look super pretty, but there are people out there who can't afford all that. And I still want them to benefit from all of the organizing and the things in, in place and, and get those benefits of being organized. Yeah, um, absolutely. And I like that you say that because um, I sort of harp on this, especially in the podcast. Organizing is not about the containers. It's not about running to the store and buying all those containers. I've had many <clears throat> experiences where I would go in as a professional organizer to someone's home and they would just sort of looked at me like kind of wide eyed with a bunch of stuff that they had from the container store or Target and they had no idea what to do with it. So you have to actually take the steps and organize the space and then put the items that are, you know, into the containers. Containers are tools. And that's something that I emphasize on. And I love that you sort of follow that same um, belief when it comes to organizing. Um, Okay. So let's talk a little bit about simply put RVA and what sets it apart from other businesses? How are you different than other organizing businesses? Well, I will say, I mean, it's still evolving. I'm still kind of new in the development of it, but I feel like, and you and I talked about this, I'm kind of like the small intimate dinner party because I'm a one woman show. I don't have a big team of people. And sometimes that makes me feel a little insecure thinking, well, you know, why are they going to want to hire me when there are these people out there who have big teams and fancy websites? But, you know, without sounding um, egotistical or, or I, I'm really good, like I'm really good at what I do. And yeah. I just need to get my name out there and have people experience this more one-on-one. You know, I think my counseling comes into play, which is nice because for some people it's very daunting. It's very overwhelming to get organized and start pulling things out, personal items. You know, you want to build that trust with your clients and have them feel comfortable with you basically rummaging through their, their underwear drawer, you know, just right. like being in their space. And then I think also my yoga helps to play into it because I've been told many times that I have a very calming um, way about me. So I don't come in all gangbusters, you know, overwhelming them even more than they already are. Yes. Giving them the time to, you know, share what their goals are and to, you know, kind of figure out what they're thinking, ask lots of questions, but then also listen. Um, You know, and I want to get down to business because that's money is time. I mean, they're paying me. So I do offer a free consultation where I go and see their space and talk to them about what they want to achieve. Um, and then, you know, kind of figuring out a time frame of what that will take. Sometimes it's, it's a little tricky to know um, with the room. You might look at it and not realize everything that's behind the closed doors and drawers. So I always tell clients, you know, the time might vary a little depending on, you know, what I get into, but I'm, I would say I'm a very efficient worker. Um, I, I don't waste time. I'm, I like to ask questions sometimes if there's something I'm not sure about, or I might make a little pile of things for the client to go through. I call it their homework. Um, and then, you know, can always come back and put those things into place. Awesome. And I think it's a great, you've made a lot of really great points. First and foremost, if you're a professional organizer, especially if you're new starting in the industry, 
I think a lot of times, again, you look at these like superstars, you look at Marie Kondo, you look at the home edit, um, you watch the HGTV shows and the Netflix specials, and it can be a little bit intimidating. And so my advice to all professional organizers is to do exactly what you are doing. Sort of keep your eyes on your own paper. You don't have to be like them. I am not like them. I'm sort of I came into the professional organizing industry, especially with this podcast, as almost sort of, excuse me, someone with a very different voice. I'm very to the point. Like you've you've commented on my Instagram. It's not about rainbow colors of, you know, a rainbow colored pantry because that's not reality. I mean, it looks wonderful in um, homes, it makes for wonderful photos for marketing and such, but nobody really truly lives like that. And um, just like I don't want people to feel bad that their home doesn't look like this perfection in an Instagram feed, I think the same applies to professional organizers. Your business does not have to be like anyone else's. And I love the fact that you while you're starting out, you've already embraced that and you already know, you know what, you're not going to be running a big team and that's okay. Cause not every organizer is for everybody. And there's a lot of advantages. If you decide to just keep your business very small and very niche. And like you said, like a boutique business, almost, Uh you know, there's a lot of advantage advantages with that. So I love that. And I have a quick question for you. You mentioned that you leave your clients homework. Do they do their homework? (laughs) Um, usually yes, (laughs) they do. Okay. How do you get them to do their homework? I'm, I'm really curious about this. (laughs) Well, just talking about the benefits of how it's going to feel so much better to have these things put away. And then when they're going to look for something, they'll know where it is. Um, And then just a pile is very, to me, I mean, you hear people say sometimes, well, my office is a mess and I know where everything is. But I have to wonder sometimes if you're really looking for like that paper, you know, that, let's say that warranty on something and it's in a big pile, how are you really going to know where it is? So just having a place for everything and everything yes. having its place, I think is a good inspiration. And that, I think yeah. that's wonderful. And like you said, <clears throat> one of the things about Layton that I absolutely loved and adored, she really truly does have a very calming presence. And I think one of the things, like if you live in the Richmond, Virginia area or know someone that does, and they just really need some encouragement, um, I highly, highly recommend that you give Layton a call because During our coaching sessions, um, I was very impressed with her just very calming presence. But at the same time, you um, can be very direct and um, but in a very like inspiring kind of way. So I think um, you have a, a definitely a talent and gift when it comes to that. So that's probably one of the ways that you've gotten your clients to do their homework. Right. So um, during our coaching sessions, we talked a lot about the impact of organizing that organizing has on our mental and physical health. And I know you've mentioned that you're a yoga instructor. So you're with the counseling and the yoga instruction definitely have a different perspective on this. So talk about how disorganization contributes to our stress levels and sometimes even depression 
and what a disorganized house um, with a lot of clutter does to those stress levels. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Well, I think about these last, it's almost been two years now since COVID hit. And I mean, everybody Mm -hmm. is stressed out, but people are home more. So they're in their homes. So it's in their face. And I think some people have taken that and used it well. Like they've used this time to organize their own homes, you know, without a professional organizer. But, you know, then there are those people who just don't have it in them. It's just not in their wheelhouse to do that sort of thing. Yes. And I think about, you know, sometimes you walk into a home and there's just piles and piles of things everywhere. And I think, how do they clean their home when it's like this? Like, how do you wipe down the counters when there's all this stuff on the counters or there's piles of laundry and you don't even know what's clean and what's dirty. So, you know, the dust and the dirt alone can be, you know, very, um, I hate to use the word depressing, but I mean, very um, disconcerting, if you will. And then, um, you know, I think about the different rooms that we spend most of our time in. You know, a kitchen is a room where we spend a lot of time. If your refrigerator has a bunch of stuff crammed in there and you don't even know, you know, what's in there. Like, I'm going to cook something tonight. And last night I checked to see, okay, do I have this? Do I have this? And, oh, I need that. But everything was very, so it was an easy task for me to do. Yes. But for, for some people, that would be a very daunting task. So they would just say, oh, forget it. I'll just order takeout because it's easier. Yes. So I think we make better um, food choices when our kitchens and we're more inspired to be in our kitchen and cook a beautiful meal. The other thing that I've, I've done some research on and that this was very um, eye opening for me because I love to entertain and not to brag, but my home, I mean, you could walk into it any day. Now, keep in mind, I do not have children. I don't have a dog. I have a living <laughs> boyfriend who is very, he's pretty tidy himself. He's yeah. taught him well. So I don't have a lot of outside, um, you know, environmental things playing in and messing up my order that I create. So right. keep that in mind. But um, because I love to entertain, I think it's because I don't want to say I like to show off my home, but I enjoy having people in my home because it is a peaceful, calm, serene place. I mean, I've had, I had a neighbor who had three kids and he's moved now, but he used to say, he'd come over and say, serenity now when he'd walk in my house because it was a calm peaceful place and I've created it that way and that's how I like it so I want to share that with others because it is so inspiring to want to have friends over and you know even if you want to take on a project um you know I have my summers off so I can people are always saying what's your project this summer Layton and I always have something because I kind of know, okay, this area needs a little attention, not necessarily to organize it, but to, to make it look prettier. I love to make things look pretty and it could be the smallest little detail. You know, it might just be a painting, you know, painting something or like I redid the tile on my fireplace and it completely transformed the living room. I mean, just little things that we can do to elevate our space and just make us feel good. Um, another room I think of that we spend a lot of time is our bedroom. And I mean, I might be a little neurotic, but I like to put everything away at night. Like I don't even want, you know, jewelry on the dresser. It's like, yeah, everything has to go in its place. And, you know, I'm not saying everybody needs to be like that, but when your bedroom is set up in a way that is orderly and it looks pretty, I would imagine, I mean, I think it, it kind of lends into a more peaceful sleep. You're not thinking about, oh, I've got that pile of laundry over there or the 
the, um, you know, Peloton with all the stuff hanging on it or whatever that's going to create unrestful sleep. Right. Absolutely. And I think that's something um, you make a lot of really great points. I think that's something that a lot of people don't even realize how much the clutter and disorganization in our homes really does kind of affect us. Um, For instance, like you said, when we go to bed at night, sometimes um, I know when I've had a really crazy busy day or week or something where I'm just not I feel like things are kind of piling up on me and I haven't had a chance to sort of go in and and tackle it. It does cause a little bit of stress and it does interrupt sleep. And I think you make a lot of really valid points with the fact that like that does have a very direct connection to our stress levels and even like our mental health. And for instance, going back to what you said about the uh, kitchen and preparing meals and how we eat, being organized, if we go into our kitchen, and I know like in the mornings, I generally know what we're going to make for dinner that night. And we have a very busy lifestyle family of five. I feel like I always have an extra person in my house lately that's, that's there either visiting or staying with us temporarily. So I always have people kind of coming and going out of my house, but I know that even despite this, if I kind of take a little bit of control with my time, for instance, what are we going to eat at night? And so I know part of my routine in the morning while I'm sort of waiting for my coffee to brew, I'll sort of go through the refrigerator, pull out, you know, if I need to pull out something from the freezer, set it aside, kind of go through the pantry, see what ingredients I need. That way, when I'm out and about during the day, I can stop, grab whatever ingredients are missing. And I know that I have dinner. I don't have to stress about it. I don't have to stress like, hey, the kids and I, we've been eating way too much fast food lately. I don't have that stress. And when I know I can go home, prepare a meal, um, something that's healthy and nourishing, it actually does sort of alleviate a lot of stress. And so I love that you are, that you're really pointing out some of these things because I think what is missing sometimes when it comes to organization is the practical application to like everyday life. Again, it's not just about like having this home to impress people, but how does your home feel to you? And when other people can walk in, like you said, your neighbor can walk into your home and they feel that serenity. That's how I want all of my listeners to feel in their own home. And so do you have a couple of like tips, like if you don't have a home that feels serene to you, just sort of, I know a little bit off course here, Mm -hmm. but what would be like maybe even one tip, like one thing that they can do to make a difference and, and kind of start in that direction? Well, I think to look at the whole home would be overwhelming. So, you know, maybe picking one room or even one area in the room. So let's, let's say the kitchen, you know, clean out the refrigerator. You know, there could be things in there that are, you know, gone bad, even. Right. Um, you know, pulling out maybe even everything and wiping down the, um, the shelves in the refrigerator. And just once you put it back, just sort of step back and look at it and see how that makes you feel. And then when you get that nice feeling, I would imagine it's going to inspire you to want to maybe tack or whenever. Um, but it gives you that inspiration, like, okay, this was a little bit of work. And you've mentioned setting a timer, which, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's good. And it's, you can set the timer if that's something that you struggle with. 
but I think you've also mentioned that sometimes what happens is you set the timer, but you get so into it that the timer just kind of, you don't even pay attention to it right? because you want to finish that task. Yes. You want to reap the benefits. And, you know, you think about, think about how much it would save money too. I mean, who doesn't want, who doesn't want to need more money? Um, So, you know, it helps you to save money. It helps you to save time and uh, we certainly need time. I mean, yes. you're always running out of time. <clears throat> I'm so impressed that you get up as early as you do. I'm not quite the morning person that you are. <laughs> um, but, you know, just having more time, I, I very much value my sleep. I keep waiting for, you know, people keep telling me when you get older, you don't need as much sleep. And I haven't hit that yet. So. <laughs> Hopefully that'll come. <laughs> yeah. No, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I have to do like the seven, I try to get like a solid seven hours. And so I'm in bed by nine 30. Cause I know that that alarm is going off at five 30. Um, so yeah, I feel yeah on that. Well, one of the things that I think that you and I really connected on and that we really believe in and on going on this topic is the importance of like an organizing routine and system in your house. And I, I know when I talk about that, I get a lot of feedback from people where they're like, I don't even know what that means. And what I always tell people is I want you to think of this. You already have systems and routines in your life and in your home. You just, I just want you to build off of it. Like for instance, last week I was talking about on this podcast episode, um, in the morning, we have a natural routine. We wake up in the morning. Our bodies have things that they need to do naturally in the morning. If they're not done, our body alerts us. So just build off of that. Build off of your natural routines. Add a little task. You don't have to add a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. but just add a, a few tasks. And I like the fact that what you were talking about before you go to bed at night, I'm not like this. I'll, just full disclosure, being completely honest, I am not... Um, like that. I, I don't make sure everything's put away at night. I make sure like I have three things. I have three daily tasks that I try to make sure that I accomplish during the day. But again, you and I are coming from very different places. Like you said, you don't have kids in the home. It's just you and your boyfriend and you don't, you know, have a pet. I have a dog. And like I said, three kids (laughs) And a lot of people that like to come and, you know, family that'll stay for a week or whatever. So I feel like we just have this revolving door. So my home is a little bit different, which is absolutely okay. But going back to what you said, you know, before you go to bed at night, what do you think that people can do to start a routine or a system in their home and in their life? I just notice things and I guess, you know, my boyfriend might say I'm neurotic about it, but I just notice little things that are maybe out of place or need attention. And if I have the time in that moment, I do it then. And that way it's done and I don't have to think about it again. Um, So, you know, I think sometimes we'll see something and think, oh, I'll deal with that later. But if you have two minutes to take care of it, take care of it, you know, take something upstairs that needs to go upstairs or, you know, put something away that's sitting there, um, you know, not, and then when you do that, um, it just makes it feel more together and more that whole idea of everything has a place, put everything in its place. Um, also, like I was doing a job last week and helping this woman clean out her laundry room. I can't tell you how many times she said, oh, my gosh, there's that thing I was looking for. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, finding these little treasures or something you've been looking for can also be inspiring. 
because, you know, you were stressing not being able to find it. Maybe somebody's been bugging you about it. Like, where's that thing I loaned you and you can't find it. Right. So, and then just having more time to do, you know, going for a walk um, because you've taken the time to tidy up or organize something or the meal is not going to be a big deal because you've got everything you need and you just have to throw it together. Then you might have 30 minutes to go for a walk. And that's so good for your mental health. Absolutely. So I know we've talked a lot about this, like the benefits of being organized, but when people bring you into their home and have you organize their home, what do you hope are the benefits that they'll have? What do you want them to sort of, once you leave their home, how do you want them to feel and how do you want your organization skills to benefit them? I hope that they have sort of that sigh of relief, like, oh, like I can breathe again. It it doesn't feel so heavy. And, um, you know, we get stuck in these habits. And sometimes I feel like if I can just get them to a clean slate, then it'll make their life easier and it'll just feel more flowy, if you will, like, you know, more fluid um, to just put that thing back because you see where it goes. Um, I was doing this woman's, um, I'd almost call it like a product closet. It's where she keeps all of her cleaning supplies and she has the luxury to have a room just for that stuff. Not everybody has that, but she had like eight bottles of pledge. And I'm thinking, you know, she kept going out and buying more pledge because she didn't realize she had, you know, what she had. (laughs) So I lined them all up together. And, um, you know, she texted me a couple days later and said, oh my gosh, Layton, I am so excited to have that room all together, I'm going to be, I think I'm going to be more inspired to, you know, clean up and, and, you know, dust or, or, you know, she had all this bonus stuff um, and do the laundry because now she can see what needs to be done and just feeling that sense of accomplishment. Like, okay, I did this. And even she has two teenage boys. She said, now I can get my boys to help me because it won't be so overwhelming for them to walk in and not know what to grab or where it is. Absolutely. And I think that's something that's really important. A lot of times I talk about like incorporating a 20, a 20 minute tidies, which is is something Mm -hmm. that I call it into our daily routine. And, but I always emphasize your family needs to know where to be able to put the stuff away because otherwise it's going to just get jammed back into a drawer or a bin or a closet. And it's just going to contribute to the, to the clutter. So if you can really set up a system, like you said, Um, And you have kids in the house and they know where stuff goes. And again, like a perfection, like, you Mm -hmm. know, just, just say, this is our paperwork section over here. If it's paper, it goes there. And so that's something that's really great because like I said, I think it's important to make sure your kids are very involved in keeping your home tidy, but you as a parent are the one responsible for creating the systems And, um, sometimes it takes the help of a professional organizer and there's no shame in that whatsoever. And it has to make sense to them. It has to, you know, sometimes people will say, well, actually it'll work better if I put it here. And I'm like, well, great. I mean, please tell me, like, I want it to, I want to set it up in a way that works for you, not because it looks pretty or because it works in my brain. You know, we have different, um, like you said, patterns and habits and uh, routines. So if that works better for a client's routine, being flexible with them and not, you know, I certainly don't want to be rigid about it. Um, Yeah. And that's, I want it to work for them. That is an excellent point because I think a lot of times as professional organizers, 
when I do do the coaching and stuff, a lot of them do struggle with that. Like I have an idea and I always sort of have to have them kind of pull back and say, but it's not your home. So you've got to really, as a professional organizer, really listen and tune into your clients. And it's okay to ask your client, for instance, I always encourage, especially when it comes to like creating a paperwork routine, is I always walk through. So I would ask my clients, like, where do you enter your house? Walk me through your routine when you come into your house. Because a lot of times this is when the paperwork comes into the house and then you'll see their natural drop zones. Well, if that's what they're naturally doing, again, your routine, your system, you shouldn't even have to think about it. Like I was just saying, like we have natural routines and as a professional organizer, I feel like it's really our job to follow those natural routines of our clients and make sure that it just makes sense to them. We don't want them to have to like stop and be like, okay, where did the professional organizer set up my paperwork zone? Where did she put, you know, the place we're supposed to put our shoes? It should just be natural. So I love the fact that you just get that intuitively. And yeah, I just think it's fantastic. So, all right. Can I say one thing about that? Yeah, sure. I was thinking, you know, I don't want to sound forceful or bossy. So sometimes I'll say, if I have an idea, I'll say, have you thought about, because it kind of makes them feel like they have some ownership with it, but I'm not saying you should do this or, oh, you, you know, be a good idea if you think that would work for you. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, I think that's great. I think it, that's just wonderful that you, that you naturally get that because like I said for a lot of professional organizers it's really hard like they have their ideas and again you're working in someone else's home you have to respect their space and their ideas Mm -hmm. so let's talk a little bit about one of the things that I gave Layton for homework was coming up with package ideas So again, so from a professional organizer standpoint, it's great when you go out there and you're like, hey, I'm starting a professional organizing business and I charge X amount an hour and people in your life get excited and they're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to use you. And then you start to put stuff out there on social media and the phone doesn't really ring and you're sort of like, well, I've been getting a lot of really positive feedback, but I don't know what can I do? Well, here is the thing that you need to understand if you're starting a professional organizing business. People think that they know what you do, but when it really comes down to it, they get, they really don't, honestly. And so the eight years that I was working with clients, that phone rang. And even on that eighth year, people would call me and say, what exactly is it that you guys do? So what I had Layton do, and she did a beautiful job, is to come up with a different, um, well, with different packages to really communicate to people what it is that she offers and what her services include. And so she did an amazing job. So um, let's talk about that for just a second, Layton. So can you maybe give us a couple examples of those package offerings that you have? So I have to say, I told Janelle this, I love alliteration. So um, they're kind of fun with the way the letters go together. So the first one I call kitchen cleanse. And I put a little side note that says, do you have a mixed match of coffee mugs, silverware utensils you have two of and small appliances you never use? Let's make some space in the kitchen for the sake of space. 
Because I think sometimes people, you clean stuff out and they have maybe about a whole empty drawer and they feel like they've got to fill it back up. But really, let's just have some space. for Right. Because that space feels good. Um, another one I did was called Bedroom Beautify because, you know, it talked about how to have your bedroom be a peaceful, serene place is just going to lend to a nicer, more uh, restful sleep. So not just cleaning out the closet, but maybe even tackling the pile of whatever on the bedside table. Or if there's something in your bedroom that, for example, I think I'm at the Peloton or, you know, something in the room that you're really not using, it's become more of a dumping zone for you. Getting that out so that you don't have that habit of just throwing stuff there because you don't know what to do with it. Um, the laundry room revamp, um, kids room clear out. This one, I, this one is a big alliteration. Tame. This is sort of a tongue twister. Tame the tabletop takeover, because there's so <laughs> many, <laughs> there's so many tabletops and countertops in our homes that just get the piles of stuff. And you know, finding it might be a bin or it might be that empty drawer that we've cleared out in the kitchen could then become the organizing space for some of that stuff that's on the countertop. So, um, yeah, just figuring out creative ways to get people hooked and right. think about, yeah, I want that in my house. Right. Um, that would feel so good. Or I'd love to do that. And I hear that a lot. Like, oh, that would be great. But then, as I've said to you, Janelle, it's getting the people, the clients, to actually pick up the phone, make the call, and get me to their home. That's where, you know, that's, that's the reason why I reached out to you because I felt like I had come to a, almost like a roadblock where I felt like I, I needed to get over that hurdle. Yes. So I'm really hoping that these um, packages are going to inspire people more and even catch their, you know, cause they're kind of witty and they it might even make them think, Oh yeah, that, that would be a good idea. Absolutely. Because I really believe when you get creative with your marketing it also gives you sort of a talking point, if you will. So for instance, when you when that phone does start ringing, when people do reach out to you via email or however you'd like them to, and they'll ask you that question like, I, I, I know what a professional organizer does, but what exactly do you do? And especially when you're new in the business, you, you don't quite have like your, they always call it like an elevator pitch, right? Like, mm-hmm. here's what I do. Here's how you you know, effectively communicate with your potential clients. And I think by doing what you did is creating the packages, you can say like, get into a conversation, for instance, um, okay, well, let's talk about where, name off some areas in your home that you're really struggling with. And for instance, if they said, well, my kitchen is just out of control, and I definitely would like to start there. Well, great. I have I have a package I like to call the kitchen cleanse and you sort of go through it with them. And that's definitely something that, you know, it's a, it's a great hook. It's a great way to just sort of communicate and um, give them an idea of not only what you will be doing and stuff, but what the, what they'll walk away feeling, what they, what the benefit of having you in their home and helping them get organized what they're going to walk away with. And I think that's really, really important. So it's okay to get creative with your marketing. And like we were talking about earlier, you're very multi-passionate entrepreneur. So did you take and incorporate some of your different passions into your organizing business and into these packages? Um, 
Yeah. Can you, I'm not sure what you mean by that though, Janelle. So are you like, did, so you have the different, like for instance, yoga and Mm -hmm. you know how you teach a yoga class. Do you, do you sort of, have you incorporated some of that into like working with clients? I think, you know, I'm not teaching them a a yoga. Right. Not teaching them yoga, but but the same kind of um, like, yeah, just that calm, um, Zen feeling. And I think that's what we get when we do get organized. We feel a little more, you know, that's sort of a buzzword, but Zen or, um, you know, the counseling aspect of being able to really listen to somebody, especially. Yes. I haven't had this experience, but I'm sure it could come up. Let's say I was helping somebody either move or clean out that, um, had lost a loved one. And so they're having to clean out things that are very sentimental to them. And, you know, just being that listening ear and allowing them, you know, even if they get upset um, to, I think that's a skill that I have. I'm not saying you have to be a counselor to be a a professional organizer, but it it certainly doesn't hurt to have that in my bag of not tricks, but you know, my bag of skills. And you were good about helping me think about those things. Like you said that first, after our first session, Write down all the things that you are good at or that you enjoy doing. And that certainly is, um, you know, part of that. And absolutely. I think that's a really great um, exercise for a lot of professional organizers to do is, again, like, yes, we get it. Like, you can go in and you can organize a pantry. But um, like I was saying, I really love people who really um, embrace the fact that they have a lot of different passions and skills because you want your business to be unique and set you apart and be different from other people. And the way that you do that is really knowing who you are as a person. So for instance, one of the things that I did as a professional organizer with One Organized Mama, I was sort of like the tough love coach. So I remember bringing on a team and they would sort of stand there as I was in a client's home and I would bring in my team and I was kind of like, Hey, look, you said this is sort of where your goals were headed and we're not making a lot of progress there. So let's really have a chat about this. And I think it was a little intimidating for some of my other organizers that were on my team because that wasn't them. They couldn't be that direct and that's okay. I, I would always tell them, you don't have to be like me, but find out what your thing is. And like you said, you have a very calming presence. And I think that's something that is something that you should incorporate into your professional organizing business and something that will set you apart from others. Um, let's talk to other professional organizers out there. So I know we did some coaching sessions. You are getting out there. You're starting to get clients. What are some tips, whether they be marketing your business sort of tips or maybe how they can also get creative about their offerings and their, you know, what they're going to offer clients with their packages and different things. Do you have some ideas for professional organizers? Well, I feel like the first thing I did was I created the business card because it kind of set me apart and it's, you know, it's a very specific thing. It's very representative of me. Um, You know, it wouldn't be right for everybody, but just having that as kind of your, your niche and then giving that out to as many people as you can friends. I mean, I'll go to the little market up the street to get some milk and run into somebody in the parking lot and say, Hey, you know, they, they, you know, a lot of times when you run into somebody, they'll say, Hey, what have you been up to? Oh, well, actually I've started an organizing business. And then you can just hand them a card. Um, and if you have 
little stores and boutiques in your area where you live, like let's say a home store that you love to frequent or a clothing store. Cause you think about people who shop for clothes, they have closets that need to be organized. <laughs> true. Uh, true. A, I spoke to a woman who has a consignment store um, of clothes. So um, she was a great resource to put some cards in her business who people who are, you know, they've obviously cleaned out their closet and they're bringing their clothes in to put on consignment. So really just getting your name out there as much as you can. Um, and you and I talked about posting on Instagram. I don't, I can't say I do that all the time. I mean, when I have a job and I do the before and after pictures, I always get lots of likes and, oh, that's great. But I can't say that that's where my business comes from. Right. Um, and maybe I need to do that better. But um no, I think on that note, real quick, I think that's important to point out. Um, same thing with my Instagram. I don't have a huge following. Like, it's it's funny. I have about, I don't know, 1,200 followers. But in comparison to the podcast where I have, like, close to 25,000 downloads of the podcast, there's definitely this sort of thing. So I think a lot of people think, like, you have to have a huge following on social media not true at all. I think it's just one avenue that you can kind of go out there. And the reason I even do social media, because I'm not a huge fan of social media, it just feels a lot, a lot like work to me, is that just kind of give a little bit of a, a, a face to the voice that people hear on the podcast, sort of just supplement some of my podcast episodes with a little bit more information so that if people are really interested in this, that then they can go over to social media, check me out if they want. But I don't think that it's definitely an avenue that you have to focus on. And I think, in fact, when you're starting out in any small business, there's way too much emphasis on social media. Yes, it can be a really great way to grow your business, but I think ultimately what you're doing, that's exactly what I did. I just went out there and I told people about it. Um, and the more people that are in your social circles that know what you're doing, they're going to pass it off. Like if they do see somebody um, post like, hey, anyone know a professional organizer? You want your name to be top of like in the top of their head, like, oh my gosh, I know Layton. She just started a professional organizing business. Here's her information. So I think what you're doing is exactly what um, all professional organizers or any small business owner just starting out should do. Just simply get out there, take some business cards. They're pretty inexpensive. You don't get have to get super fancy either with them. I know like on Vistaprint, you can get a bunch for I think like $10, like, so you don't, you don't have to get super fancy with them. I don't want you to overthink things, but do exactly what Layton is going out and doing, just going out and just talking to her social circles and letting people know. So fantastic advice, Layton. So as we bring this episode to a close, anything else you'd like to share or let people know about you or your organizing business or any final tips out there that you want to throw out there? Um, well, if, if you are a, prof- a budding professional organizer and you're passionate, I know as I am, um, don't let the feeling of, oh, I don't know if this is going to work, um, hold you back. Because I was feeling that a bit. And then I did reach out to Janelle and I told her, I've, just knowing that she believes in me gives me that sense of power and like confidence that I need to say, yes, I am a professional. Like 
is, am I okay to call myself a professional, even though I don't have a degree in this? And I feel like I am because I've done it for so long and it's something that's just in my blood. And, um, yeah, I would just say, follow your heart and your passion because it's, it'll bring you a lot of joy. And if it's something that you need to do or want to do as a full-time profession, I'm glad that it's not that because then I think it could get to be uh, not as fun with with me because (laughs) I'm going to be retiring. Um, This is just another side hustle I'm going to have on the side. So if I have a month where I don't have any jobs, I'm not going to be freaking out because it's not like I have to have it. I want it, you know, I'd love to do it every week, but, um, and and I'm hoping we'll get there, but yeah, just, I don't want to say take it slow, but, but be kind to yourself and, um, you know, trust the process. Absolutely. That is fantastic advice. So Leighton, let's tell people how they can find you or reach out to you. Again, you're in Richmond, Virginia area. And so, um, where can people reach out to you, find you, um, follow you on Instagram. And if they of course want you to come and and organize their home, how can they get in contact with you? So my Instagram is simply put RVA and, um, on Facebook, it's just under Leighton Greer and, um, that's L-A-Y-T-O-N-G-R-I-E-R. If you wanted to email me, you could contact me through Greer, G-R-I-E-R, photo, P-H-O-T-O, at verizon.net. And then if you reach out to me and then we want to set up like a, a Google Meet or a phone call or something, I'm happy to do that. But just for that initial contact, probably email would be the easiest. And Fantastic. From there. Yeah, and I will have um, some information on my Instagram, so the One Organized Mama Instagram for Leighton. So I'll, I'll be sharing her um, her information over there as well. So if you haven't already, just go over, give me a like or a follow on Instagram at One Organized Mama. And to conclude this episode, for those of you that have reached out and you sort of wondered, like, what is this one-on-one coaching with Janelle? Am I actually going to talk to her because... I've sent her emails and DMs and she's not the one responding. I promise you it is actually me. Like we'll get on a Zoom call and you you see me just how it is. Like in one of the the coaching sessions I had with Layton, I literally just finished the hike with my kids. So I'd like run, jump on, do a coaching session um, with Layton via Zoom. You get to choose. I know not everyone likes Zoom. Some people like the... Uh, good old phone conversation for their one-on-one coaching session. So if you're interested in that, go over. I have a link on my website, oneorganizedmama.com. And from the bottom of my heart, I want to thank Leighton Greer for joining me on the One Organized Mama podcast. Um, I feel like she is just a wealth of information. And I was even super inspired by our coaching session. So Leighton, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. I've really enjoyed it. I highly recommend if you're on the fence about doing a coaching session, Janelle is awesome. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Okay, guys, thank you so much for listening to the One Organized Mama podcast. I hope you have a fantastic week and I will see you next time.